did you ever drink like Dom Perignon or all this? Like, never had enough. Like, would you spend that? I money? don't even think I've seen a bottle. Hey everybody, it's Hussein Cabani and Steve Zalonardo. And this is East Meets West podcast. Awesome. Welcome to the chat, guys. We got a few topics coming up we got today. Some stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think what we want to get into what analytics you're talking about. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I think that's super important, yeah. just to, to even for subscribership or even for people listening. Yeah. And uh, I want to get into price adjustments with properties, uh, just how crucial they are into selling properties, especially yep. in today's market, right? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, cool, buddy. So how was your week? Uh, week has been good. Uh, we had a couple of buyers that we started working with. Uh, took them out. Uh, actually, over the weekend, uh, took out two sets of buyers, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Ended up writing offers uh, for nice. both of them in the uh, in the uh, evening, so that worked out really well. Um, it was one one uh, so nothing too crazy, but like I had a, a a crazy story that happened. So one of the houses that we were making an offer on, uh, it's so the listing agent is related to one of the sellers. They're sisters. <laughs> so yeah, me, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just find it hilarious. So. So basically what happens is, is that uh, I make an offer on this property. Uh, like it was, uh, I think I went in 3% lower than the asking price. Sure. 3%. I thought it was pretty reasonable still. Like yeah, it's, it's an opening offer. So we went in 3% lower than the asking price. Um, and keep in mind, like I said, the, uh, the, one of the sellers is related to the listing agent, their sisters. So I submit this offer at like 1130. Uh, the listing agent confirms they're receiving it and whatever else like that. Uh, the next day, around like um, 11 a.m., I get a phone call. I get a phone call from the listing agent and the seller's father. Nice. Yeah, the I get boss. a call from the father. Yeah, and the then he's it. like, yeah, he introduces himself, and then he's like, you know, uh, you know, the seller is uh, my daughter, and the listing agent is my daughter as well. So, so you know, they're both my daughters. I was like, oh, that's that's great. You know, keep it in the family. That's awesome. I, I, I like that. <laughs> he he's like. He's like, yeah, but he's like, you know, you, you just sold this other house down the street for a certain amount. And he's just like, you know, if you're going to make an offer, make a reasonable offer. I was like, are you kidding me, man? And How so did you approach him? Like I, I, like I just said, like, look, sir, I, I, you know, I respect I what you're what saying. You're yeah, like I respect yeah. what you're saying. But I said, like, you got to keep in mind, like, and I kind of went through the differences. Like we sold a two bedroom, they have a three bedroom and there's other variances and stuff like that. I, I kind of went through a basics of it. He doesn't want to listen to it. He doesn't care. Uh, and then I just kind of said, like, you got to also understand, like, this is a negotiation, right? Like, this is an opening offer. I didn't give you an unfair price as an opening offer. Like, yeah, the, yeah. there's a deal to be had here. Um, and he just hung up on me. No. Yeah, he just hung up on me. He didn't yeah, want to have. Nice guy. Any, eh? Yeah, he didn't want to hear anything so I had to say. Your, what to do with your offer? You know what? Uh, I was a bit of a prick after that. So I messaged the listing agent. And I just said, hey, your dad just called me to negotiate this offer. <laughs> I was about to say, and I stopped myself, but I was gonna say, do you want me to negotiate with you or your father? You just let me know who I should be talking to. I don't know. What did she say? Yeah, and no, and then she just called me and you know, just being like, she was, uh, I don't know how many sales she's done. No, not apologizing Nothing. at all. No, not What at nationality? All. Um, not that it matters, but just yeah, curious. they're Indian. Indian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, you know, not apologetic at all. Uh, just defended the position and whatever else like that. Just brushed it off like it was okay. Yeah, but it's okay. Uh, I just found it hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got oh, the deal. Done. Yeah, we got the deal done. Just a little. Like, yeah, we wanted the house. Like, dude, I walked into the house. Like, now that it's like we're in a conditional offer and we have the ball, I walked into the house and I was like, dude, you got to buy this house. We killed it. Yeah. No, no, no. I told him like full list price. I said, you have to buy this house because I said, what, whatever we're looking at right now, there's nothing that's going to be yeah. like this. I said, these guys prematurely dropped the price. They prematurely dropped the price yeah, on this yeah. property. And I said, you should be buying this house now at full price. It's it okay. Up. Yeah. And, and then, so they actually did counter back at full price. And my client's like, yes, I will take it. Just took it all. Like, yeah. Yeah. Smart. Uh, when I walked in, like, it's my area. It's like yeah. the area that I work in. So uh, as soon as I saw the listing come up at that number, I was just like, dude, like, this is stupid. It's, it, it did work at 570 yeah. and then it dropped to 20 grand, like very prematurely, very, very it's prematurely. Like 5%. Like yeah. Four to five percent. Yeah. So so it was at five fifty then. I was like, dude, 4%. like, was it four? Twenty percent? Three and a half? Four? Something like that. Yeah. But so so we just basically, I I just told him, you you got to take this freaking house, man. Smart. Yeah. 
So they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very good. So it's good. So everyone's happy. Dad's happy too then. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, full price. So but, but, uh, but listen to me. See who's saying when I call them. You, you know what? To me. Uh, but, but, but you know, we even talk about like getting cocky about it or yeah. arrogant and letting your ego take, uh, take it. So that's, it happened to me in a flash of a minute. So when I basically got the counter offer back, I was just thinking like, you know what? Screw these people. Like, I just wanted to like kind of grind it to them. And I said, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, dude. It's like, not going to help this. Yeah, it's not going to help the situation. Like, you know, <laughs> my buyers want this property. Yeah. And I think it's an awesome property yeah. at a great price for them. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let's not be an ass. Let's just just, just, just do the deal. Get the deal yeah, done. So, enough. yeah, that was yeah. my... Never yeah. happened to me ever before that someone listing agent's father or another agent's father or parent called me to negotiate, but... Okay, fair enough. Still got it, it happened. done. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I don't mind. No, no, no. I don't mind. I don't know if Rico would mind, but I didn't mind. Probably not. Yeah, you don't it's think okay. so? It's okay. Yeah. It works. It works. Yeah, it's it okay, works. man. I'm good Keep with it. Keep it in the family. Yeah, 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 It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was That's my interesting awesome. story. Very good, week. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so myself, yeah, it was a good week. Like we took four listings, put them up simultaneously, and then uh, going awesome. into the weekend, I sold two of my rental properties, which is awesome. Yeah. I mentioned it, I think, on Insta Stories, even on my Insta page. So, um, Good, good profit. Like we, we're going to get a 290% return on, on our capital, initial and, capital. And sorry, how, how long was that? This is four years. That's amazing, and man. We bought Where this, do you get that? I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? So naturally, we sold this, this property at peak. So basically, now we need about thirty dollars to $40,000 to renovate it. And then even rent is much lower than, than market value. So yeah. there's a few things going on with that. 2020, I feel like... And, and sorry, I yeah. don't want to cut you off. But sure. the thing is, what you just mentioned, I think that's important to let people know. So the rent is way lower than market value. Yeah. But you can't... Like, for example, if you were getting... Sorry, how much were you getting in rent for that so property? So I'm getting $1,700 now. And I how much could you have rented it for? Right yeah, see, the thing yeah. is, you can't just go and say, hey, market rent is this. Yeah. I'm going to jack it up to that's this number. You, you can't even do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But and, and actually, against the Landlord Tenant Act, right? Like you can only go up, what was it this 1. year? Like percent Exactly. So going back to that, like so if you just a side note here, yeah. they were just talking now that a lot of investors are unloading properties right now, right? A lot of investors, like myself, and it, yeah. just, it just fell in line. It never like planned it. it just this, It's time. We're peaked. I don't see any more value in these properties. It's time to, to cash out and get ready to buy something else in 2020 or, or later this year. So they're, they're talking about a lot of people getting, you know, uh, not kicked out, but they have to leave the, the, the residence because they're being sold and whatnot. And now they're faced with going into the market with higher rents. Yeah. Huge problem. Yeah, right it's going to be a problem. So they're blaming the current government like huge right now. But you think about even the extra $300 in cash flow, like that would have been pretty significant. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's like four grand a year, let's call it. Yeah, it, but, know, but, that's, but that's also carrying some, somewhere around the neighborhood of a sixty or $70,000 mortgage, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not doing it to to kick them out and re rent. No, no, we're not for doing sure anything, not. Uh, you know, but the malice, business decision but would be maybe a little bit different. Not maybe in your situation, but in other people's situation, right? Like the business yeah. decision could be a little bit different because so, you may be able to get that extra cash flow and refinance it at a, and and pull the money out and still continue. Your decision is different because you're going to do something different. Yeah, we're going to we're going to recap. But but the there market. are other people that may consider keeping it if they were able to get up to market rent. Yeah. Yeah, the good thing is when you bought these these properties naturally, so why did the rent increase so much? Why? Because people were buying these properties at such high prices in 16, 17. Naturally, they had to set high rental prices yes. in order to offset the offset mortgages. Yeah. When I bought this thing, it was it was a joke, right? Yeah. Uh, so naturally, even at $1,700 a month, I was already still passive $400 per month. That's right? amazing. So, and so, you know, business decision, going back to that, do you, you know, boot out these clients uh, or tenants and then try to get more money? Or do you just hold them in there and just increase it gradually? Because the, and you know what? They're good tenants. They've been there for four years already. So you, 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 obviously, you yeah. can't just go in and raise the rent no, from no, seventeen no. to two. Like no, no. It, it's just against the landlord tenant act. So, so you're not going to get away with it either. I missed one year. Maybe rent this increase? is my second year. This was this will be my second year. I didn't do the rent increase. So first year I gave them like a leniency just to kind of get used to the house. The second year I did a rent a rent increase. Uh, third year I skipped, and this year I would have increased it. So let's just say I increased every year, I'd probably be about 18, 20, less, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is still below market value, yeah. right? No, that's good. Yeah. Sorry to get you sidetracked. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So 290% return on capital Amazing. initially invested, which is awesome. 300,000, 325,000 in equity. And now naturally just to move this money out and just, you know, go back in the market. the hotel. Yeah, by the <laughs> hotel, yeah. Four, four greenhouses, the one hotel. Yeah. Now naturally what I want to get into is a house with a wide enough lot to subdivide with a bungalow, I'm going to subdivide the, the units and just create a legal duplex, like get it like fire safety, everything to code and just have a legal duplex. So two doors. So I want to buy two of these properties. So four doors. So basically I'll have two doors turning into four doors now. And, uh, 
I should be doing net per month, 1700 with combined yeah. properties. Yeah. So it's like seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000 net per, per annum after yeah. expenses. So my intentions is naturally five to seven years to keep this going. So that's what about 80, almost a hundred K I would imagine, let's call it like coming in, in, in uh, like passive income. And uh, yeah, one of the properties there, tear it down, subdivide it and start to build, right? So it's gonna be an easy transition. Yeah, that's the awesome. property's there, it's basically paying for, it's paying me to, to own it. Yeah. And then naturally I'm just gonna cut it in half and start the, even with that $100,000, I can start now the, the process. The process to get it going. And then get the trades ready. And nice. And going, so yeah. Awesome. Planting seeds, right? Like, in the, like you know, I, I, you talk to so many people with great, with great wealth. And uh, like I was, I'll tell you the story this morning when I was talking about that guy from the gym today. It, it just reminds us how little we are, honestly. You know, we, we do really well in real estate. We're, you know, top of our game, let's call it, in this industry. And, but in the, in the grand scope of things, when you look outside, like big, big business owners where there's 500, 1,000 employees, right? And you know what? They're not stressed. And, no. you know, and I'm limited to the amount of employees that I have. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's a process, right? Yeah. It's something to get used to. But like you said, it's yeah. planting seeds. Yeah. Yeah, plant the seeds. So seeds. this is the next step. So yeah. now naturally when you do these builds, you get more money, it can reinvest it again and just keep cycling, right? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I heard an interesting quote this morning too. It was basically like, you know, if you continue to do the same thing every day, yeah. every day the same thing over and over again, you're basically living in the past. <laughs> right? You're basically yeah. living in the past. Holy shit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It was a good point. Yeah, yeah man. Plant those seeds. Plant Move those forward. seeds. What was like a quote I heard this morning? It was something about leaders. It says something that leaders don't lead they're chosen by followers yeah isn't that cool i i actually it's funny funny enough i, I read something almost similar to that it was but it went along the lines of to be a great leader you have to be a good follower mm, yeah fair enough but i don't know see maybe that's yeah. where my problem with leading is i'm not a great follower i've never took instructions <laughs> well man i just kind of did my own thing well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but then people will naturally follow you because yeah, yeah. of the energy right yeah so look at those you remember those little posters i bought for my kids yeah those, those little uh, not posters they're portraits but there was one that shows uh it says uh, something about boss and it shows like the guy in a chariot and people are like pulling him. Yeah. And then it says leader and it's just like the, the boss is in the front pulling like the whole yeah. chain of people with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We should put That's them all awesome. here. Yeah, we should, man. Just can't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Go so what you got in? You got into yeah. analytics? Yeah. So, so I was doing a little bit of a, a, a quarter update yesterday. So I found some interesting stuff that I wanted to share. It's kind of what you were talking about already. Uh, yeah. Basically like the market being flat. So when we were looking at uh, in 2018, when we were looking at the numbers, comparing it back to 17, uh, you know, it looked devastating. Like yeah. even like if we looked at uh, Toronto Real Estate Board throughout TREB, um, like the number of units from 17 to 18 were down like 35%. So that's somewhere in the neighborhood of like, uh, I think it was like 8,200 8, or 8,500 units were down in, in terms of sales. Um, but uh, more interestingly enough, like now that we look at uh, 18 to 19 and we compare it, everything is almost flat. Like we see small changes, like yeah. I, I would say within like the five to 7% range negative, uh, usually uh, negative, uh, but there are some small spots where there's positive. So uh, instead of getting into all of the details overall, like almost every single thing is flat. Like it's a flat market yeah. uh, when we so look regular, at it from last regular. year. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, there yeah. are some gains in certain sections and whatever. Um, but not much. The other thing I was uh, even showing you this morning is, is that, so I just looked at Treb, Toronto, uh, Durham in general, and then I broke down Pickering Ajax. Pickering Ajax, because that's kind of where I'm at sure. and where I focus on. But with even the Pickering number, if, we, if I looked at, like I love looking at this because the thing is, it's this nice, is what right? I was telling people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were so many areas in the GTA so that good. got affected so much. And I should have ran the York region number, but, oh, it's, no, I but, yeah. but the thing is, is that because we would have saw the impact over there, do you know what I mean? In terms of like the pricing coming down really heavily. So when I looked at the average price in, in Pickering particularly from uh, 2017 and 18, like where other markets had taken a big, big, big hit, Pickering is such a growing market that it was actually up almost 1% in average price. Price range too, right? For sure. Yeah. But, but, that, but that also uh, backs up that there is a, room, a lot yeah. of growth. You know what I mean? And, and think about it. Like it, it wasn't that uh, Pickering or Ajax was sheltered from the uh, rate of increase on the properties. They just didn't depreciate that much yeah, when yeah, the market yeah. came yeah, down. Yeah. So, so it was able to hold its own. So I was very happy to see that because it's a lot of stuff I was preaching for the last like you know, few years that there's such a room for growth over here and it, and now the oh, numbers yeah. are actually materializing and you can see it. This East End is, is you know, you talk to all these build, builder developers, like this is where they're focusing. And, yeah. and, and number one, they say is affordability. Yeah. You know, if, if you, if you want to, you know, live in a residential area, raise a family, 
and you only have 700,000 to spend, where do you go? Yeah. And it's not just Pickering, it's even further like Ajax. Yeah, be, but Pickering yeah. is getting expensive now. Like, thousand, like, like Pickering is expensive. The, the yeah. hamlet of, of this community, yeah. like the East End, yeah. where, where the price is, you're starting to see like one yeah. and a half million, two million dollars. And, and now you're right? seeing more yeah. commonly, yeah. more commonly traded. Like yeah. we never used to see commonly traded at $2 million. I mean, there's not a ton of properties like that and they are not cookie cutters. I know in certain Custom areas, maybe build. even where you uh, kind of trade, you could see a cookie cutter for well, $2 million, cutters, right? Yeah, two to three yeah. million bucks. But here, it's like something like here that would sell for $2 million, you'd probably buy it there for three and a half or four million. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. So, sure. but you gotta pay the property tax here. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we got them here in Kleinberg's pretty extensive. Is it? Like one area on the boulevard in Kleinberg, it's, it's some of the people pay about 35,000 Oh my year. goodness, yeah, that's insane, <laughs> yeah. that's insane. So, yeah, but without digging into like all yeah. the boring details of it, like the overall, the overall theme here is, is that, you know, like I said, what you were saying, it's flat. It's flat. It's, it's a good market. It, 17 was a fable year, naturally. Yeah. So 16 was a continuation on to 18. It, just, it, it was just, it's what we were talking about. Yeah. It was a leap year. <laughs> like, like what we said, right? Like it, I think if we, and I'm going to do it now just for fun, like yeah. later. So Check what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to add like 16 to the mix, 2016. 2016, and I'm going to eliminate 17 just to back up our theory, and we'll talk about it. I, I did, but a, it'll go even. I did a video uh, beginning of 18. Yeah. So, and just based on this, right? And it, and it shows it's basically a continuation, and it shows like a three to eight percent like increase in value from 16 to 18. Yeah. So 17 went up, and it went flat. Yeah. It was just it was a fable year. It yeah. was a leap year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good, man. Uh, the only other thing I can point out is is that obviously the days on market have changed, but like other than that, it's not even increased yeah. by much. But, but what is what? So what's your increase? Like, look, uh, it's something like Pickering, right? So, yeah. so in Pickering in 2017, the average selling was like seven days. It went up to 17 days. Now we're at 21 days. Like, it's big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 it, when you look at the percentage, like. Oh, it went up by 20%, but it's like four days. Hey, remember, four in, days. In, I got into business in 2020, yeah. 2010, okay? Uh, I, I, I sold, I think it was, so three properties from August when I got into business to, to January, uh, to December. So three, I sold three properties, right? And one of those was a listing. And I remember like selling in 10 days back then. Yeah. Wow, you had to tell the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it was like, you yeah. sold in 10 days, yeah. tell the world. Yeah. Knock on all the doors in the street and tell them you sold that house in 10 days. It was like record breaking, yeah. right? And uh, now things, now again, this is like you sell in 10 days, two weeks, under 30 days. It's like, it's pretty decent yeah. right in today's market. It's all, it's all, it's all relative, right? Yeah. We're just repeating the past. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah, everything's good. What do you think of 2020 though? Ah, 2020. I don't know, man. Like, do you want to get into that? Yeah, I don't mind actually. Um, I think, I think that you, it depends on who you are and what you're doing. I think it always comes back to that, right? Yeah. Like what's your intention of purchasing real estate? Yeah. If you're purchasing a family home, then I don't think you should really care that it's much. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should care that much. If you're an investor, I, I, I think definitely like you gotta, and it depends on, I guess, what type of investor you are. Are you looking for a return in two, three years? Are you looking you know, to play the long game on this yeah. thing? Um, if you're looking for a return in two or three years, for the most part, unless yeah. you're gonna do something like what you're planning on doing, you know, buying one property that's wide yeah. enough, uh, making two legal, uh, like making it into a duplex, duplex and then yeah. have the ability to split it in the future. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think that's worth it. Uh, if you're going to be in the, in the real estate investing game and purchase a property for two, three years and think you're going to flip it and make a huge profit on it, uh, just buy a townhouse and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's yeah, going to be a good idea for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to plan on holding it for five, 10 years, like I say, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, th I think it's awesome. Yeah. But like uh, two, three years, I don't think so, dude. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. This is why I'm unloading my properties yeah. now. I, 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 to me that they've peaked in value so it's like naturally so it's time to go you have to make a decision at this yeah. point yes i made i came to the cross crossroads where it's like either i sell them now cash out in a sense and ready to buy or i just just hold on to them, it was, them. It was one or the other yeah. right? and then renovate and do the whole thing right yeah. you gotta think you gotta spend about 30 30,000 per property it's 60k next right not worth it not worth it you unload it i took i did i wouldn't and so one sold I listed the original one at 590, I sold for 560, or 560. Oh, it's awesome. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. But see, the, and sold as is, where is? Yeah. So like it needs all new windows, needs kitchen, flooring, oh, fencing, done. the driveway, garage door. Goes. Ceramic tiles, everything. The yeah. basement carpet, like the whole, the no, whole no. house needs a gut. No, no, it's so gone. So I think that's, it's. No, it's a good time. It's a good time to get rid of it. For, for this client. <laughs> hey man, 300% return in four years. It's not like bad. That's, yeah. You know what's the best is, is when you're dealing with the offer, you tell the, tell the, it was telling the sellers or the buyers coming in, the buyer's agent is like, hey man, do you think this, I'm like, give me this number, 
sold as is, this is a closing date, send it. I don't even want a sign back. This is what I want. I don't even care. I don't want to negotiate. As long as it comes back, you know the house is, what it is, and done. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, you know, like even the attic had some stuff going on in there too, right? So. Was, just tell them what it is. Yeah. Sold as is where it is, via and gone. Gone. So it's good, yeah. No, it's good, yeah. man. Cool. That's it. Yeah. So 2020 for me, I think, yeah, naturally we're going to have, I think it's just going to be flat. I think we, we, we went like this, then we came down. Now we're here. I think we're still going to see a little, little lull. I think a little one. They're yeah. Gonna drop. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be again. But it, it's all mixed signals because look in Kleinberg now. They had uh, the, the new, new development launched. Uh, three builders launched the face Recently? floor. Yeah, in, in Impressions, Kleinberg. Dude, honestly, you could. They were parked on the road. Again? Pops. Right now. Insane. Like, Come on, man. They sold out. No. So I talked to How the, were the prices? Uh, so, so naturally, originally they were like a house. What they were selling for like a 34 detached was probably on the upper, um, let's say about nine. Let, let's say upper. Let's say uh, like a three bedroom was probably 940 to 970. And like a four bedroom was probably into the million, million fifty or something of that nature. Mid eights. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. line up like crazy, sold out. So there was three, three builders there. They sold 50, 50, and 40. So see, Steve, uh, 40 units. I think, I think that you, you may be right. And it also, and, and I think you hit it right on the, uh, right on. And I think the variable is going to be new construction. The variable is going to be new construction. I got an email from uh, somebody that contacted me. Uh, they contacted me and I said, okay, send me the details of what you purchased. They're going to be closing in May, like uh, in the next, Same. like, yeah. So in the next 30 days, they're going to be closing on a property that they've bought over here. Okay? Inventory home though? Uh, no. So, so they bought a pre-construction back in like 2016 oh, or 17 yeah. or something like that. Right. I think it's 17. Um, How's the appraisal? Yeah, it's going to be shit. Yeah. Uh, because the thing is, is that what ended up happening was he told me what he purchased the property for. And today, in today's market, that property will trade at $100,000 less. Mm. So, so maybe he has enough funds to back it up. But see, the thing is, is that he's like, I want to sell the property. Like, that's his approach to me is I want to sell the property. This is what I paid. This is what it is. And I have to have a conversation with him and say, well, I get it. But look at the comparable sales. Like, this is all new homes. Then they've sold $100,000 less than yeah. what you paid. Yeah. So where's your profit? You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be a variable. I still feel like there are going to be people and I'm not sure how big it's going to become is, is that they're going to have a problem closing on their property. Yeah. I think back in like at the end of 16 and early 17, people were still in this craze of purchasing property because they thought it's never going to stop. Yeah. Uh, they assumed that they were going to get X amount of money for their property. And then the property that they were purchasing, they were going to stretch it because their property was going to continue to go up. And then by the time they closed that this new property would have appreciated as yeah. well. So yeah. they stretched yeah. on their purchase price as well. Now that the house that they own right now has gone down and the one that they've bought on paper actually went down instead of appreciating, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a big problem for certain people. I, I, this is my fear of 17, when yeah. I, in 2017, yeah. going into 18, was yeah. this debt load. And uh, I'm starting to see now in my area. And, and you know what, so, so again, I'm selling things and I'm trying to cash out. There's, there's my, I have a, like a, a tingle in my gut. There's a gut feeling now. I just, there's a lot of stuff that's not mentioned in the media, right? That mm -hmm. we're seeing. Like I always say, we mentioned we're like the canaries in the mine yeah. shaft where we kind of see everything first. So there's one street in, in this new section of Kleinberg and these, you were talking, these were all sold for 2.3 to 2.5 million. Yeah. Cookie cutter houses, 2.3 wow. to 2.5 million. There's maybe 20 houses on this crescent, I would say, like a horseshoe style crescent, 20, 22 houses, something like that. There's 11 or 12 of them that are see-throughs. They're up and nobody's there. Wow. They're some, up. Some... Maybe 50% of those have lock boxes on, but are not on the market. Then there's like five of them that are listed. And it's, I'm talking to like a little horseshoe. It's a little, in a big area like this. It's just a little, little section now where, where they have to close in these houses. So I drove through there. I was like, it was, I looked like I was like a, like a, like I was, you know, staking people's houses. Like, stop. I'm like looking, this thing's vacant too. Like what's going on? I remember that movie, um, was big it, short or, the big short yeah remember when, when they couldn't understand the, the analytics and they're saying we got to go there like this doesn't make sense how's nobody you know waving the red flag and everyone everyone's still going with this greed so they sent people out door knocking in miami and, and interviewing mortgage agents and stuff like that and they saw like the whole platform i feel like i'm those guys door knocking yeah. because you kind of see that and it's a little scary man like i don't want to frighten anybody but i feel like going back to that if you if you have to upsize you have to downsize it's relevant. It's irrelevant you gotta because you're it. buying and selling the same market yeah. naturally. It's, it's fine. But speculation, no. New construction, 
I have a little fear with it because you're you're kind of pigeon-toed to to buying now and closing later because these are these are still there's just yeah. this is just sand. You know, soil. there you are at least 18 months here to, to go. Some of the properties, but see, even yeah. me looking at it as an investor perspective, there, there was those homes that I showed you too. Uh, I don't think that there's a week that goes by and I'm just like, I'm such an idiot. With what? Remember the ones I was showing you, like the back to back ones for yeah. 540? Like, I should have bought one, man. Yeah. I like hesitated. I hesitated and it was just such a stupid decision on my part. Cause I like, I really understand the market of where I was at. And yeah. I'm just like, it's, I, I feel like an idiot now because it's like, for me, that's like a $60,000, like could have made, could have, should have made it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some good deals. Like I know like there will be like, as builders start to need to move their inventory, I think you might get a good deal. But again, it's not for somebody to speculate and say in one year I can flip this property and it's going to be something good. I'm just scared of the mortgage. Like you still yeah. got to, you're, you still got to sell what you have in the current market. Like, so we just mentioned all the people got in trouble now. So you're locking in for a year or two years. Okay. So maybe I'm risk adverse. I don't know. I think I'm, I, I pretty, I make moves when I need to. I just don't like being t uh, tied into something where I can't make a move. So the way I yeah. look at it is, and let's just use yeah. that townhouse as an example. So they were selling it for 540, right? So I know that that same house, if it was built up and ready today, would have traded at closer to 600. Like I okay. know that for yeah. a fact based on comparables so okay. and whatever. You're 10% yeah. below. But, yeah. but the other thing also is, is that see, even when I bought the other townhouse I have, like uh, as the investment one, like even when I bought that, I didn't care. So, so uh, like my style of investment is different, right? So I didn't care. Uh, that property could go up or down or whatever. My idea was, is that I'm never going to sell this property. Fair enough. So yeah. if I had purchased that property, it would have been great that it would have gone up 60,000 bucks by the time I close, but I don't care. I'm not touching it. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, I'll, I'll have the it. ability to close it and I'll just hold it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to me, it wouldn't have made number a difference. One, you're, you're buying below market value. Yeah. Number one, number, number two, I mean, fiscally or financially, you should be fine. So you yeah. can set money aside to close it regardless. Um, you know, mortgage agents, you probably had a chat with them prior to that. Say, hey, bud, like this is closing in two years. How, how far away is that project? Yeah, it's about, it, it was about 16, uh, like, yeah, 15, 16 months away. Sort of gauge what's happening. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, do they lock in rates for new construction? You can if you go through some of the larger banks and stuff like that. Yeah. But being self-employed, that's that becomes tougher tough. too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I see even that just, just, just doesn't, uh, I don't feel good about it. I don't know. But, the, but I mean, like, uh, and not to get into too many when, details. When the market, but like, there's like so again, up this, this, now I feel we're going to be here. Yeah. When we're going to, now let's reverse the cycle. When we start going here, new construction going to tap into like no one's business. Yeah. It's the easiest bloody investment ever. You, you put, For sure. you know, 20% down. What is it? Five, 5% 5 increments of yeah. the, so five, yeah. 15 to 20% down over a yeah. year, spread of a year. And then you sit there, you, you know, money's got to sit somewhere. You're not going to give it to CIBC to, in, in, no. to, to invest it. Doesn't Especially make, you're going to make less because they're going to minus their fees on it. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to stick your money in this and you're going to watch it grow in a year. You, you know, you take possession, you lease it out for another year. Yeah. And then via you sell it after that. It's, it's the most, it's the most simplest way to invest. Yeah. But I don't feel like it now though. Yeah, like I said, it, like it, certain things might still work, certain things might work, yeah. and then it depends on your time frame. Because like yeah. if we talk about going into a lull, how long is lull gonna last? Twenty years? No. <laughs> Three years? Two years? I don't know, man. I don't know. We don't. We don't know what's out there, right? We we only get so much information. So we, we had that TD. Remember that TD yeah. chief economist was talking about unemployment rates being as low and, and, and Canadian jobs being resilient. Yeah. Didn't they just announce last week that something like, I don't know how many thousands of jobs are, are lost, seven or 8,000 people, jobs are lost in March, just yeah. right after he yeah. spoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I remember I was telling you, I go, there's so many people in construction right now, especially in the low rise sector yeah. that are dead. Yeah. There's no work. So these guys are going to work sometimes two, three days a week going home. Remember, these are the guys that, not, not them specifically, but most of them, let's just say they bought houses in the height of the market and they're carrying a big mortgage banking on, on their future with, you know, with construction. These guys are going home with, with half of what they normally made and some of them, like literally 30 or 40% of because they're on EI, unemployment, right? Mm -hmm. So how are they going to afford these properties? So I, that's, that's my fear. That's just the low-rise sector. But mind you, low-rise sector, now the good thing is the high-rise sector is still kicking really, really well, naturally, the condominiums. So a lot of these low-rise guys are trying to kick up into the high-rise yeah. sector and, and then lend a hand there to make, make a, some income. But what happens when this condo, like, so now that we're talking about, uh, I was reading an article yesterday about the growing pains in Toronto where we have, we're almost going to be, I, think, I forgot, we're a top five 
um, in the world for amount of condos being built or something like I, that. I, I think insane. in North America, I read something in North Number America, we have the most cranes in the sky right now. Fair enough. Yeah. And still now, I think we have, I think there's 60 buildings up and there's, there's another 40 to go, something like that. I have to read more of the article I read yesterday. But they're, but what that, they're, what they're like, basically what the article is telling us, are they overbuilding? You know what happens when they overbuild, right? It's one of those things. I, I don't know. Yeah. For, for, especially for a place like Toronto, I don't think they are. Everyone yeah. wants to be in Toronto. Uh, New York overbuilt. It's a way bigger, bigger. We're like a speck to them. This Miami is what I'm saying. But, LA, did, you know, this, these are a lot bigger uh, cities than us in a sense, right? And they but, all but failed it, at one point. Yeah. Ba- New York was bankrupt in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. They, they were, it was a bankrupt state. Imagine. You see, it's all about timing, but but it's all about timing, right? Like, and and how are you going to get the perfect time? Like, you know, no, and and just like you said, nobody knows what's really going to come. Just just all I may be saying, just be cautious. I would would say the same thing. So even when we get into investments and stuff like that, like certain things that I talk about doing, like for me, I would say like, uh, like I can hold it. Like whatever is going to happen, it doesn't matter to me what's going on around me. It doesn't matter because we have the ability to hold it. You know what I mean? Because we're having these conversations now. Like we're, we're trying to, don't get me wrong. You set it up. Yeah. Like, like, don't get me wrong. It would hurt like, like mentally and financially it would hurt. But the thing is it wouldn't cripple you. Like, like if you did it smart in, I think in a smart way, it wouldn't cripple you. Uh, you know, you'd be like, shit, I should have listened to Steve. Uh, but like, uh, no, 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 but I could be wrong. No, no, but who yeah. knows, right? Just, or, or, or it's or, my, or the damn thing could go up 200 K. Like, I don't know. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We don't know. No, so, no. so I, I would just say again, it's like it, uh, investing is definitely a personalized thing. It's like decorating your house. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you got to do it your, your way style. and what you're comfortable with. Enough, right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like if I look at my father, like he wouldn't spend, you know, he's scared to even put any money anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like if, the way he would spend his money or keep his money is in a checking account, you know, uh, safe at the bank. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's his risk. So my dad's tolerance. the same way. Yeah, that's that, you know, yeah. the, the baby boomer mentality, yeah. a lot of them, right? But it's okay. Yeah, it's good conversation. At least, you know, this is something, uh, you know, we're looking at all, all facets of the market, right? So yeah. the, the growth, the potential, but also let's not be... Uh, ignorant that yeah. things can't fail because oh they're gonna fail yeah like so. it, like i don't think like even what we saw and we're calling it a market downturn in 2017 no, no, no. that was nothing it's, it's just a leap year yeah that was nothing like 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 i think that there is there is going to be a time where it comes down yeah. dramatically and and we're going to get hurt in that process so you got to be careful of what you're doing they always say consumer spending is going to start to give you an idea so yeah. you, you talk about we have a lot of friends in different industries, right? So let's talk about my buddy uh, selling vehicles, like high-end vehicles, Mercedes in, in a sense. Uh, sales are down there or yeah. across the board. This is a corporate store, man, yeah. in a great location. It's yeah. got nothing. It's not like it's it's mismanaged or it's like someone, you know, is, is cooking the books. It's just sales are down across. They had Mercedes had their overall review in North America. Sales are down. So what does that mean? People are, people are not spending the money. People are not spending the money, but then again, going back to that TD thing, uh, and it really bothers me still to this point. Like people are. That you wasted two hours. Huh? That you wasted two hours of your life. I almost thought I did, but 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 no. But some of the oh, stuff the, that oh the debt the debt load yeah that yeah. debt thing like that really that's really scary and and yeah. and and the and the one of the main reasons people are borrowing money is to fund lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like I don't want to dig into that again, but it's just. Just that thought itself is very scary. Yeah, yeah. That's a very scary thought that when you start borrowing money just to fund a lifestyle, that you need to make that Mercedes payment or something along those lines. Like, you know, there was a, uh, and it was for a debt consolidation company or whatever. I heard it on the radio. They said like uh, the average Canadian uh, family is $200 away for a month from insolvency. Wow. Like, are you serious, yeah, man? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Bankruptcies rates up 17% last quarter. 17%? Insolvencies 35%. This now, is what's a... the difference between insolvencies and bankruptcies? Like, so that's a good thing because I, I, to me, it seems like it's the same bloody thing. Yeah. Ins- you're insolvent. You can't pay your bankrupt. debt, but, but you're trying to manage. So, so, is that uh, what that means? I think, and I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't really had to look into you, you it. Know, but, I just, I, but insolvency, I, I'm assuming, is, is that you're going to do your debt consolidation and try to make payments enough, and, yeah. and, and things like that. Sell things off to... Bankruptcy it. is just like... You're done. I, like, I take it. Here's the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So up 17%, and then that's 35%. That's, so that's huge, man. That's what I'm saying. That's why you know you start to read... That's scary numbers. you got to read all these... And then yeah, what, what are the chief numbers. economists said? They said that Canadians are carrying the most debt load in the, la- in, 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 yeah, in the last the, 10 years. Yeah, the most. And, and it's the most expensive to service. 
The, wow. In the last 10 years, debt is the most expensive to service right now. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. Stay in your lane. Yeah, so Look be, both ways before you be cross too, that road, man. Yeah. So going back to like, dude, what, what, did you ever drink like Dom Perignon or all this? Like never had enough, like... Would you spend that? I money? don't even think I've seen a bottle. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I only see them like cases when, yeah. I, when I view houses. But people are popping this stuff like crazy. I go I'll give you an example. Let's say I went shopping. I go I go shopping like like a groundhog once a year, you know. So I go. Uh, we're at square one. I went with my son on square one um, to go look at. You know, we just walked through. There was Harry Rosen and stuff. I go. Let me go to Harry Rosen. I've been here since I was like twenty in my twenties. Pick up, I go, I need a pair of jeans because I lost weight and everything, everything's looking, I have to, you know, whatever. So I go there, I go, I go in the diesel section, I pick up a pair of jeans, $380 plus tax. I would not pay it, bro. <laughs> Dude, I folded it back up very nicely yeah. and I stacked it like nice. I'm like, told my son, let's get out of here. I went to I would Hugo. have vomited, man. Like, I was like, how do, you know, how do you do that? Like, no. and, and, and I just sold $300,000 in equity, like coming, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a lot of money's coming home. It's not like the affordability is, is we can do it if we want. I went to Hugo Boss yesterday. I bought like 11 items for $1,000. Yeah. I'm talking jeans, shirts, dress shirts. Like, spent the money, but 11 items. I think it's a, yeah. it's a better. Yeah, uh, no, it's way better. And shoes, too. Like, $500 shoes for like $170. Like, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> I, I just can't of, do it. Like, yeah. like even like, uh, and just to hit on that video that I put out, right? Like, that solid video. Mm. And it's like, it looks ridiculous, right? So some of the stuff in there looks ridiculous. Popping champagne off a balcony. Yeah. I think literally the bottle of but champagne that was, was like. But that it was, was Spumante. It was, it was like, like seven, seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was like a seven dollar. So it was all filmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like seven bucks, man. And yeah. it's just like sugar and water. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's 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 a can't different, do it. I different can't world. Do it. I can't. Do it. Cool. Uh, price adjustments. You want to get into price adjustments? Yeah, I think that's very important at this time. Yeah, I think it's super important. I yeah. I find it right now. Like I I think well, uh, you know, price adjustments. Like I was mentioning, is it's something that's necessary. Yeah. In order to sell a property. Yeah. You know, you set your price. You feel the market, you gauge, you gauge your showings, you gauge the show, uh, uh, the feedback from the showings. Then you're looking at your current inventory that's on the market competing against you and the current inventory selling off. So it's four factors basically, yeah. right? Naturally. And then t I guess timing with the market, let's say it's five factors. If you're sitting in the market for 14 to 21 days at the same price and you haven't received any offers and you had like 10 or 15 showings, there's only a clear indication. Number yeah. one, there's a few indications. The marketing's working because people are coming in to view the property. Number two, the house is not stacking up to the price we're listing. Mm -hmm. So naturally, what are you gonna do there? Adjust the price down, set because now we had the first 10 buyers come through, adjust the price, now we're gonna set another 10 buyers coming through. And they're all gonna be different agents because they're all at different price ranges. So you're gonna have to set it. It's almost like fishing. You gotta keep you know, going different fathoms in order to, to catch whatever you're, you're looking yeah. to catch, right? Yeah. And, and if, you're, if they're not biting, you gotta lift it up a little higher, you know? 100%, like, and I agree with you in pricing. Yeah. The one, the, I think the one little bit of difference I'm looking at right now is this. I think that if we had listed a property prior to this right now, yeah. and it's still overpriced in today's market, then, then you have a problem. But the thing is, is that um, if your price right, right now, and maybe even a slightly a bit more so, now in this market, yeah. like starting basically now, yeah. uh, I think you, you'll be okay. But if you have something like I do, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a property that uh, it's a nice property to me. Like I know, of course, the sellers are emotionally involved, but I am a little bit too, just only because I'm looking at this property and I'm saying, you see the, the value. I'm seeing the value yeah. in it. I'm looking at other houses around it. I'm like, these houses suck. They're not selling either, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, these houses suck you have compared to, to where I'm at. Yeah, the other properties. So yeah, you're fine. So that's the thing. So we did actually yesterday. We did a very slight price adjustment, repackaged the property, yeah. and it's gonna go out today. So like it went out yesterday actually. So we should start to see some more traction on it. Now, I'm really hoping like within the next two weeks or so, we're having a different yeah. conversation yeah. about this property and I, and I think it's gonna go. Um, but pricing is key. And it's, if you're in key. this market, yeah. if you're in this market and your house is not selling, this it's, is a pricing it's issue. It's price. It's a pricing I issue. I went on a price adjustment last night and you know, it's, and you can feel this because we're, we're we care about our clients. We're emotionally attached yep. even to, so when I list someone's house I, and I hope the clients understand this, it's like, this is my house now. Yeah. Like I've lived here since as long as you lived here. Like I'm gonna protect this thing. I'm gonna get you the. You know, I'm gonna fight for you. This yeah. is our job, right? This yeah. is we can become emotionally attached to the product. So even when we talk to realtors or we talk to buyers, we're you're always on a on a on a defense, right? And trying yeah. to get them to you know try to provide value to the property. See your vision of it. Yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Like we're trying to like. So you know, and, and this, this is and again going back to that, 
going for a price adjustment is going to be the, one of the most yeah. difficult parts of our jobs because, you know, we set the price, it's not selling. Now it's like, okay, you know, it's a reckoning. We have to adjust the price. We got to get more people in, but it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a tough conversation. You got to yeah. be a really good agent to go in there and show, show you know, uh, what's sold, what's currently available, where we should list that. Let's give it a go. Yeah. Like you said, reposition, repackage it, get it back have on to. the market. And then we got to get, go for another goal. And, uh, and we can't look at well, who showed because who's, who showed probably won't get back to us even no. with the price adjustment. No. Because we mentioned it to them, price is always negotiable. They sure like we the do. property, yeah. submit an offer. So it's naturally, we got to keep our head down, always go forward, look yeah. for new blood. When yeah. we do a price adjustment, we're looking for new blood to capitalize. Look, it, it, it's like uh, we did the same thing yesterday. Uh, we have that emailing system or whatever, put together a nice little brochure uh, and send it out to all the agents again that have seen it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah. the agents that have seen it, we send it out to them. You know how many called us? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a dead Just in horse. case you got mistaken, it wasn't three, it was zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Pasta. Yeah, no, zero. No. Uh, yeah, so. It's done. So that's, <laughs> Start that's, finding new people. 100%. Yeah, find new people. Look at my investment property, the one I just sold firm. And I had two of them listed. Uh, so one I, I, I looked at, I said, this has still got value, like you're saying now. Compared to what's on the market, this has got value. I'm not touching the price. This one here now, it's there's properties on the street selling, fully renovated, yeah, and units. Mind you, it's back down to the train, but it's fully renovated, selling for, you know, like six fifty. We're at five ninety. We need about like thirty, forty thousand dollars to upgrade. Plus, naturally, maybe more, maybe fifty k. Yeah. Plus, we're a mid unit. Yeah. Like you're not going to compete. Adjust, yeah. I adjusted the price down just ten k. People were calling, calling, and showing maybe twenty showings. Yeah. I, got, I locked in with one lady. I said, listen, you got me X and we're done. Yeah. I go, you're done. I just, the house has to be sold as is because I won't be, I want, I'm not planning to fix anything. I'll, I'll sell it at a discounted rate, let's call yeah. it. But at the end, if you look at what we sold for, what was current, what was renovated in the street, we sold pretty well, yeah. honestly. But it's about going in and having a quick impact on yeah. it. Like, like uh, sometimes yeah, people feel like uh, they're on the market, they're gonna find the right person. I yeah. don't think that's the case, man. The people that are in the market, they're looking right now. So the thing is, I feel like you gotta go with the biggest impact and yeah. right away. Like you gotta be priced right, look right, and you're gonna be able to capitalize the most. Uh, you're gonna, yeah, and then other people you'll see will follow suit. Like yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna have to come down in price. It's better you do it before anyone else does yeah. because when they start adjusting price, like I don't trust, I don't say I trust, I don't have much faith in a lot of people in our industry because it, I'm just serious. Like, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of good agents, but there's a lot of people that are just going in for the quick buck. So these guys start adjusting prices too violently and then they, have, they offset the whole flow of the market. Yeah. If everybody kind of comes down together, Gradually, boom, we're gonna we're all gonna capitalize and we're yeah. gonna do our best for our sellers. Yeah. But you get that one party that just like <sighs> convinces uh, you the know seller the sellers that just like drop your pants down and, and you know that's it, boom. And then what happens is this their property was actually was a good property, probably got more value than my property. Now we're offset because they got more value for a lot lower price. What do we do now? We have to go down to here. Yeah. It's just but dude, they, stay... like we're talking about it and I don't want to drill into too much. So I'll tell you quickly, but like yeah. Northeast Ajax, like I have a buyer there looking for a detached single car garage home there. There was a property that was listed at uh, like call it 620, sold at 640. But the thing is, is that this property was nice. It was four bedrooms, had a walkout basement. There's other properties that are, you know, selling for like that 635, yeah. 640 that don't even have a walkout basement. So essentially, Everyone else in that pocket now is yeah. having a hard time selling that property. And that's what I'm saying. And they just came in and killed it. And that's, let me rephrase it. So that's the, the, the where I don't have faith, agent like that. Like, I gotta say, there's, there's good agents that are sure. in there. And we're, yeah. we're kind of blessed with that too. But ultimately, that's a guy like that or a girl, whatever it yeah. is. An agent like that just, you know, goes in, strong, arm, strong arms the seller and yeah. says, hey, you know, this and that. But sometimes yeah. I, I wouldn't even say it's like strong arm the seller. Sometimes I find the seller doesn't even know. Like, yeah, yeah. like we're involved, yeah. we assume people know things, yeah. but they don't know. Like uh, there's been plenty of times I've gone into a house and I said, your house is worth X. And they're like, really? I was like, well, you seem insulted. They're like, no, that's, that's a lot oh, more than it? I thought. <laughs> I was like, okay, but that's it. <laughs> your area is better than mine. I, we, um, every presentation I had to refuse a few listings in the, in the last couple of weeks now. It's just, we're not meeting uh, on price, right? And I can't. But I, look at my chart, right? Like Pickering still did well. You're, you're yeah, doing well, yeah. yeah. Pickering still did well. When you got like, so those properties there that were selling brand new for 2.5 million, now they're selling for 1.8 million. Yeah, you have that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow, $700,000, man. So you, and, and now you're in that area, you're a, resell, you're a seller in that area with a resale property. 
you have like 2,000 square feet less. You're at the height of the market. You're probably worth about 1,650. Now you're about 1,4-ish, let's yeah. call it. You know, and you get in there and, and they, they feel that the value is still exactly 2017, but it's, it's two years later. Emotional. Right? It's, it's two emotional. Two years later. You know, that's the other thing that gets messed up with pricing with people. It's, it's, uh, it's emotional too, right? Like the, the, totally emotional. You know, one line, yeah. uh, one line is, is that, uh, but I need to get this amount. I, I understand you need to get this amount, but like, it's just, it's not going to happen. Like in terms of like what's trading around us, yeah. like, you know, you could be listed at, you know, uh, $800,000, but everything around you sells at 750. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? 10, like, I, I know you want it. Yeah. I want to get it for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally it's, it works, you know, but it's, it's, it's just not there. It's not there. Yeah. So what do you do? How do you, do you take that listing? You just be transparent, let them know about it, and then yeah, if they make I, I a would, decision, you, you I, know. I would, like in my situation, I think I would still take it because that's what they want. But as long as they know 100% going in is that this is the price I stand at and this is what I think the property is. And, and to a certain point, and being straight up, is like, don't give me grief along the way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you what it is. We'll still do everything, but it's like... What's your threshold percentage-wise? You know, like, I, I would say somewhere in, in that, you know, Five to seven percent range, yeah. yeah. So somewhere in that five, six, yeah, yeah, like yeah. five to seven percent range, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, anything beyond that, it, it's it starts to become a little bit ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah, like I, I don't think you're interested in it at that time. There's a lot of bad things that happen once yeah. once you start taking overpriced properties. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, and it's it becomes a breakdown of relationship between you and the seller. Sure. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, I don't have many expired listings per year, but yeah, know, neither do I. Yeah, and you don't either. I don't either, no. So it's, I think if I, I can had, count them in my career, how many I've had. I think I've had, yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. So I had one, I remember it was, it was like, you know, I, we went into the presentation, very upscale neighborhood in, in, in well, Vaughn, like national golf course. It's a $200,000 membership. Wow. Like this is, it's huge. anyway, this, so the house was there and uh, I get in and the guy, you know, rages at me. He's like, I want to list it here. I'm going to pay you X and I want to own a contract this long. So, I don't know, I, we signed everything. I called them like 45 minutes later. Like, you know what, I gotta be honest, I can't get you, like I was, I, you know, I, I told you in the presentation what I could get you for the property. This is what my rate is. And this is the length of the contract, I said, due to the property. I said, I apologize. I said, you know what, I made a mistake. I, I definitely, I don't think we can work together. I'd rather uh, let you, you know, tell you now the truth or than, rather than let you down later. I said, so, you know, take, take the list. And this is like really upscale area. And, uh, Call me back and he says, I think you're crazy. He goes, why don't you take the list? I go, I, I, I just, I feel like I can't provide what you yeah, want. I said, want I'd rather just, you know, tell you now than let you down later. Okay, fair enough. That's okay. Yeah, thank you for letting me know. So it's all the time. So like three weeks later, he calls me back and we get listed. But I already mentioned, so I got the commission that I wanted, the length of the period, but the price was still there. I said, but we've got to adjust it down when we get an opportunity. Wouldn't adjust it down. We get an offer at 2-3. We we're talking in, in, in 2014. Wow. Like 2015, yeah, so wow. it's like you know, yeah. that's like three million, three million plus. Gave him an offer at 2.3. We're listed at 2.5. Won't take it. The house wasn't in good shape either. It was just the land, the value of it basically. Sells it in, in 17 for like 2.9 million. Wow. Yeah, but it's 20 percent of of think about the years. So 2.3 was exactly what he what he sold for same value thing. currency wise. Yeah, same like, thing. So let's, if he had 2.3 in 2015. Or 2014, 2015, 2015. Yeah. let's say 2014. If he had that 2.3 million, well, how much more things could he have bought? Yeah. Then you sell it for 2.9 and... But, but this anyway, is... Anyway, so that was an expired listing. And I remember it was... The, the relationship was never the, the same. And, and I didn't want the, the bloody listing to begin with. Yeah. It sort of like call me back and... and, and, and convince you and to take it? to come back into it yeah. because it was on my terms and where, where we agreed with price, right? And, and doing adjustments on, on uh, price. But... But let's see. But let's see what happens. Like even uh, I'll tell you that one other one. Remember that other property I took for like 1.5 million, and I and like within 30 days, like the guy was giving me a lot of grief yes, and whatever yes, else yes, like yes, that. Yeah, and yeah. I got him an offer on the yeah. property already, and then he still wouldn't co uh, cooperate with me. Uh, and I just basically told him like, listen, like we gotta we gotta go our own yeah. ways or whatever. Uh, so he relisted the property back at, uh, so we had it at 1.5 basically. It's listed at 1.4 right now, and it went sold conditionally in like. Uh, a couple, like maybe Price two you told weeks. Him originally. Yeah, originally what I told him, uh, and we had an offer for like uh, we had an offer at one three. The guy was agreeing to go to like one three six, one three six, one one three six five is what the buyer would have came up to. 
Now I'm just curious to see what it sells for. So this was back in uh, August, last year, August, and now we're in April. So let's see. Let's see what this property ultimately see, sells no, for. You know, it's funny. So now we're talking about price. How about if you listed it closer to where you wanted to go originally? You yeah. said the sale was going to be where? Like I, I told them that we should be somewhere in that 1.4 range, but I said we could go slightly higher than that 1.4, but so like we should be in that 1.4 range. If you listed it at a 1.429 or 1.39, how much better would it his life been? It, it would have yeah. six months. And, 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 and we're talking and we're talking property tax on that the, on that place. It's it, vacant it, too, right? Yeah, it's vacant, uh, holding costs, everything else like that. He must have had like another 20 grand go into it. At least 20 grand go into the property. Minimum, minimum your twenty grand. Property tax up here. The, the property you tax, <laughs> yeah. The property tax was like five grand, and then to carry it for six months, he probably wasn't. Yeah, he's, you know, minimum fifty grand, forty grand. You know, minimum, minimum, minimum. He's in for yeah, twenty five, thirty thousand. You're gonna carry that. I'm sure that property is fully mortgaged. I would imagine. I'm pretty I sure so, a lot of it is. I'm sure. Investment. Yeah. So let's say a million dollars is invested, and in, so a million dollars is what seven thousand. It's six, crazy. Six, seven thousand. It's a month crazy. To carry. It's crazy. So it's about forty, forty five grand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You did Pricing. Your, you did your hey, man. And, and you know what? And I, you give it back. And I gave it back to him, too. You, and yeah. I just said, like, this is yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to listen with somebody else for a long time after that, too. Yeah. yeah. Can't help you, man. <laughs> pricing. It's all about pricing. pricing. Yeah. Been out six months yeah. Earlier, we can like more money. we can help negotiate a great deal uh, and have a really great presentation. But pricing is key. Pricing is key. Yeah. Yeah. I think even people get confused with marketing. There's so much we can. We have tools to market. We have like naturally MLSRealtor.ca is going to be sure. the, the it's going to be massive. Tool. Yeah. Then you got all the sites that, that piggyback on our sites like Zolo and all those other things that re-advertise the property. Fair enough. Then we have you know or just listed flyers. Then it's you know if you want to send letters out to the street, then it's you know send it all and to your social media, social media yeah. platforms, different handles, YouTube. You do your videos. You're going to do a few open houses. What what, what more can you do? Yeah, that's it. It's exposed. Yeah, it's exposed. Just, just realtor.ca yeah. is the yeah, is is the key. To it's massive. It. Yeah, it's that's massive. massive. Yeah. yeah. So so like I mean, marketing and positioning is very important. But yeah. I think that what our value really comes down to is like very much uh, negotiating the transaction for them, yeah. making sure everything stays together and negotiating the yeah. transaction. Yeah. yeah. Concise. Yeah. When the lead is there, how to execute the lead, how to get them to pay for. Yeah. Because nobody really understands how much conversations we have. There's a lot, especially yeah. in today's yeah. market. I'm still t talking with uh, an agent that gave us an offer 40 days ago. She was like Lent. Yeah. So f I'm still. If I show you the log, dude, you'll die. Even yesterday. Da -da 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 -da. Still. Still 40 yeah. days. Yeah. So it's it's a constant, uh, you know, constant communication yeah. with, with you know leads. Yeah. This is a, is he's there. Like the offer is there, right? Yeah. Just, you know, it's just a matter of getting the parties to agree with it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Cool. So we're here to sign off, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, guys. This was. Uh, East meets West with Steve Zelenardo and Hussein Kabani. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, want us to cover something in our next podcast, uh, get a hold of us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, guys. Have an amazing day. And if you have any questions, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Direct message us. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Take care. Cheers. Ciao.